Hello and welcome to the third episode of Guests' short but sustainable podcast, Green 15. Today we are going to be giving you an account of what COP26 is, the different organisations you can get involved in, and we're going to be mentioning the different projects that we're going to be having on during COP. So stay tuned for the next 15 minutes for a little rundown of everything you can expect. My name's Talia, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm here with... Molly, my pronouns are also she, her. And my name is Nelly, and my pronouns are also she, her. In this podcast, we're also going to hear a recorded version of Melly from our Intro to Sustainability event, giving a more factual account of what COP is. So I think we'll hop into that now. And then having heard from Melly, later on in the podcast, we'll hear a little snippet from Graham Eddles from the COP26 Coalition. I'll just talk a bit about COP26 before I hand over to the COP26 Coalition. Um, but for some of you, if you're not aware, it's a global summit about climate change and how countries are planning to tackle it. And it will be attended by different countries and their leaders, which will happen in Glasgow in November. Mostly it's heads of states who are involved and then civil society organizations. So it's a bit hard for the average person to get involved. So in previous years, there's been a lot of climate justice activists and international organizations that come to participate in actions outside of the official UN summit. And then there's also two different zones. The blue zone is where the negotiations happen and it's really regulated in terms of access. And then the green zone, which will happen at the Glasgow Science Centre, is where organisations can showcase what they're doing in terms of sustainability and then interact with like the wider public in Glasgow. Yeah, and then I'll hand off to Graham, who can speak about the COP26 coalition. Hello, uh, my name is Graham, he, him pronouns, uh, and I'm a member of the COP26 coalition. I'll talk a little bit about COP coming to Glasgow. So it's probably going to be, certainly will be the most disruptive thing that has ever come to this city. It's going to be one of the largest policing operations, if not the largest that's ever happened in the UK. You've probably seen a lot of stuff in the news about it. Basically, the COP26 coalition exists to mobilise civil society, all of civil society under one banner. Get people networking, get grassroots communities and organisations, faith groups, students groups, youth groups, migrant groups, racial justice networks, all together as one to sort of act as one voice. The coalition doesn't exist to manage events or actions or organisations. It's a very hands-off approach and it really exists actually to connect, particularly in Glasgow, communities that already exist and campaigns, fantastic campaigns that already exist up and down this city. So what we want as part of the coalition is to call for climate justice and call it governments on their woeful inaction. COP26 is not going to deliver climate justice. It's not in the interests of the people at COP26 to do that. It's in the interest to keep the status quo. I mean, very much the conversations around COP26 we expect uh, in terms of negotiations between states will likely be how can the rich Western and global North countries keep polluting while um, making sure that we can extract as much as we possibly can from the global South and just pay them off for it. We also want to strengthen and connect the international climate movement and enable civil society, particularly people here in Glasgow, to use COP as a leverage point for people in this city to use it for the benefit. Because otherwise the circus for COP will turn up and it will leave the city behind with no legacy um, and in just as much of a mess. So what do we do? Well, we, we cover a lot of the logistics and we kind of take on responsibility for a lot of the protesters and activists that are going to turn up here. They might turn up with accommodation, they might turn up... Uh, with inappropriate clothing for Scotland in November. Um, so we'll host them as part of our homestay network. We actually ask, um, if you Google COP26 Coalition Homestay Network, we ask you if you have a spare room to potentially host an activist from elsewhere in the world. Um, we will hold the People's Summit and all the logistics around that, which is a parallel summit held to 
have people represented, everyday people, particularly people from the Global South, Indigenous peoples, migrant communities who are at the front line of the climate crisis, whose voices should be heard but won't be heard at this COP. And that's another very important point. The reason people were hyping up COP, because, but we've also called for it to be delayed, and people say that, that doesn't make much sense. And the reason is, we don't think COP's going to be delayed, although we want it to be delayed, because people from the Global South will not be here due to a vaccine apartheid, due to the fact they're from red list countries, they can't afford accommodation here, it isn't a Global North country. Those voices will not be heard. So if it does go ahead in November, we ask every Glaswegian, everyone in the UK, to get out on the streets and call out this conference as a sham, because it doesn't represent the voices at the front line of the climate crisis. So we will be doing that through our People's Summit, through our mass mobilisations. We're having a mass mobilisation on the 6th of November. That's where we want to get hundreds of thousands of people out in the streets in Glasgow. So guys, how are you feeling about COP? Yeah, I'm feeling really excited. You've probably heard a lot about it on the news and maybe on social media about how this year's COP is going to be inaccessible and we might not achieve anything major from the actual negotiations. But I'm feeling excited for COP because of all the stuff happening around COP and the conversations going beyond the actual negotiations in the hydro. And so while it's normal to not feel too optimistic about what the world leaders are going to get up to in their negotiations, I think there's a lot of cause for optimism when it comes to all the activists, all the movements that are going to be happening in Glasgow at the time and online. We really want to make COP more accessible in terms of broadening the conversation and taking it outside the, the COP site and into to events around Glasgow, working with different organisations, talking about the issues with COP, why it is so inaccessible, why we need to do more. So yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of really important, meaningful conversations and hopefully ongoing movements that stem from COP this year. Yeah, I think you make a great point. Obviously, what we've been hearing a lot of around COP and the kind of rhetoric that's coming from the COP26 coalition, which I absolutely support, is that hosting COP this year is a mistake because it's not accessible to everyone. All the delegates from the Global South aren't able to come. We are not going to get the same representation as people that really need to be prioritised in conversations with how we combat the climate crisis as a global collaboration between nation states. But... I absolutely agree with you for people living in Glasgow, like all of us, and hopefully some of the people listening to this podcast right now, this is going to bring us a whole wealth of opportunities and things to get involved in that we, we, we would have missed out on otherwise. So, I mean, if COP had to happen in this, in this year, and obviously it was postponed last year, if it had to happen, glad it's happening here so we can all benefit from it. Yeah, and I also think this is something I heard from a representative of the COP26 coalition at an event recently, that because a lot of these global activists, the people from the global south, indigenous communities, really key people can't come to COP, unfortunately. It's down to the people of Glasgow, it's down to the students, it's down to the working class people to be their voice, to get out on the streets and or to attend an event and tell the leaders who are going to be at COP that, you know, we don't agree with greenwashing of, of COP, that we don't agree with, you know, collaborating with big energy companies, we don't agree with all the hypocritical decisions being made like the Canberra oil field the UK government wants to open in Scotland we don't agree so it's down to the people of Glasgow during COP to make their voices heard and fight back against what's seen as a very inaccessible flawed COP. Yeah and I think there's something about Glasgow that makes it very special when it all comes together and I think COP will be an opportunity for the city to stand together against the greenwashing of COP, the climate injustice that lots of people across the world face. It will be a chance for us to show world leaders uh, what climate justice actually means in the activist spaces that we're organizing. And yeah, and it's just very exciting to finally see things coming together and people being able to see each other in real life in a slightly post-COVID world. So yeah, I'm feeling 
very excited about COP coming to the city. On that note, in our next podcast episode, we're going to be chatting in more detail about our major project for Green COP as guest. But Melly, do you want to mention a little bit about it just now? Um, yeah, so I can just give a very brief overview of what, of what it's going to be. And then people can tune in next week to hear some more about what sort of workshops we're going to be doing. So yeah, we were organizing the Youth Hub at the QMU for the whole duration of COP because we think it's an important space for people to come together and share and exchange skills and have some space to recharge after all their activism. And we're collaborating with lots of different youth activist organizations across the country, like Young Friends of the Earth Scotland and UK Youth Climate Coalition, who will also be hosting workshops and events in the space. If that's something that you'd be interested in, just keep an eye out on our social media um, and catch next week's podcast where we're going to give some more information about it. Yeah, so as Melly said, we're collaborating with a few different organisations and if they agree to it, we'll be chatting to them next week on the podcast. So um, look forward to that and tune in for that one. The other project we're running during COP, which we're super excited about and has some kind of opportunity for you to get involved in, ties into what Molly was saying earlier about trying to make COP as accessible as possible. So obviously, usually COP has a huge activist presence and people are outside of where the, the conference is taking place and hosting demonstrations and just doing all that good activist stuff but that is far less accessible this year because fewer people have managed to come to Glasgow I mean we're as students ourselves experiencing the housing crisis like nobody's in a flat so if we can't get flats how are people supposed to visit Glasgow and come and demonstrate here and make their voices heard but in response to that, usually we'd be outside that space being activists. Students are the perfect population for this because, I mean, what else are we going to be doing? And we're enthusiastic. But this year, that looks less likely and less possible. So our kind of response to that as guest is to run our student journalism at COP26 project with the aim of covering COP in a way that's accessible for students, by students, meaning that we have a reason to engage more deeply with COP and also providing the kind of coverage that we want to see so we're still looking for volunteer student journalists if you are a student and you're interested in covering cop either in a daily report an opinion piece photography we're looking for all kinds of submissions so if you're listening to this podcast before the 27th of october 2021 we're still to have our briefing so if you look out on our social medias you'll be able to see that and you're very welcome to come along find out more about it and get involved yeah we'll be posting all kinds of coverage so even if you don't want to volunteer as a journalist keep your eyes out for the website because we think that's going to be the best place to see up-to-date ongoing coverage of cop for students by students from people actually living in the city so yeah keep your eyes peeled for that something else we're super excited for and super excited to read the coverage as well you know like much as we're here talking on this podcast episode about cop we're not complete experts and so excited to see all the takes that everyone brings to it as well and if you're looking for a really practical way to feel like you're making a difference during cop you can actually host a climate activist person from an indigenous community or a fellow student to stay with you in your spare room during cop now we know that there is a housing crisis in glasgow at the moment and this might be very difficult especially if you're all students but if you by any chance have a spare couch a spare room a spare bed and you want to you know let someone who, who wouldn't otherwise have a chance to come to cop staying it then you can check out the cop 26 coalition's homestay network which is i think especially for hosting indigenous or also you can check out the human hotels students network 
which allows students to come up and stay with with you. So yeah, both of those platforms will be linked in the podcast description. So if you would like to feel like you're making a real concrete difference, then that's definitely one you can check out. I should say as well, like homestay networks are actually really great. I think part of the reason why we're experiencing this housing crisis at the moment and students are struggling to find places to live is because landlords know that they can monetize the spaces that they have for COP and charge ridiculous amounts of money for those two weeks. And the direct opposite of that is a homestay network where people open their homes up to other people for very little money. You can set the set the amount yourself, but it means that if they're paying like a pound or three pounds or something like that, it means that people are less likely to drop out of their commitment on both sides. But, you know, for very small amounts that aren't about making profit and it offers an alternative to like Airbnb, landlords just trying to make money out of, out of the space they have and not really caring about who's actually able to come to COP. Also, it's a great way to make friends and meet people. Like think of the amazing, interesting people you can host and get to know. So yeah, they're a really great thing. And I think are a really useful thing that we could take a lot from um, if they were kind of rolled out more regularly but of course yeah we're all struggling to find spaces to live so we're not assuming that everyone's gonna have have a spare room um and if you do if you're lucky enough to have a spare room you better host a climate activist come on like it's the least you can do okay so those were some of our ramblings about cop 26 maybe you've been left the better idea of what the climate conference means or maybe you're just as confused as we are we'll see how we'll see how things pan out we're gonna have a lot going on um and i'll link some resources talking about cop if you're interested in finding out more in the podcast description we're very excited this is one of the biggest things to ever come to glasgow and we'll hope to see you at our youth hub and reading our journalism and thanks for listening have a green day bye from me talia and bye from molly melly